John Otney. Colin Wesman. Matt Carstens. Are also here for this podcast. Matt, it's been a while. How you doing, buddy? So tired. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get up in like two hours. Oh, God. That's rough. Why do you have to get up at 10 p.m.? Because <laughs> <laughs> it takes me... Eight hours to like, get myself ready for work. <laughs> gotta, look, gotta look good, you know? Yeah, okay. Interesting. Very strange. <laughs> what are we talking about, Sean? We're talking about the movies we want to see. Except for you, Colin. You don't get to talk about that. <laughs> no. No one wants to hear about those, anyways. Yeah, you don't like things anymore. Mm mm. I gotta say something. And I'm glad we waited until we're recording this so I could say it. Okay. I watched Computer Chess and it was awesome. You, should, You're, you liked it? You should go back and watch more of that movie. I will never watch any of that movie ever again. <laughs> it's the dullest thing I've ever seen. Oh, but that's just how it starts. It gets crazy. It does, but it's not like interesting. Like I I watched that first scene and I I remember there's one character that goes okay can we stop having this incredibly boring conversation I'm like okay all right I see this whole scene is just a ploy the rest of it's actually going to go somewhere and then it does it it just continues to stay as boring as that first scene is I don't think so I got to side with Colin on this one it But it certainly crazy. has its fan base It does but I would have never seen that coming, uh, ever. I mean, I went into that movie thinking it was a documentary. And that's kind of the fun of, of watching uh, uh, movies at the end of the year, uh, when you know what's good. But there's also a lot of fun to be had at the beginning of the year, when you have no idea what's going to be good, and you're just trying to guess it out. Which is what we're going to do this week. We've done it twice before, uh, but if you're unfamiliar to our, our format, John's got a list of movies he's excited to see. I've got a list of movies I'm excited to see. Colin has a list of movies he definitely will not see, uh, under penalty of death, if he sees any of these ten movies. Yeah, I'm, well, I take it very seriously, my, my top ten. Death. <laughs> yep. How's Sean, it going to go? Sean's going to kill me. How? Uh, first of all, it wouldn't be me, it'd be Nancy, because he's here to arbitrate, obviously. He's the decider. He's the executor of, a, <laughs> of the Arliss. Um This is correct. <laughs> you know, these are always fun to do, because uh, when, when, when you come back to it at the end of the year, you're like, whoops, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> 
those end up putting a bunch of movies on your list that like you didn't even end up seeing. Yeah, oh, reviews so came out and they weren't that good. Whoops! I guess I didn't see Ender's Game. It's close. Just, just no need. Who had that on their list? I think Sean had it on his list last year. John might have too. I feel no. like even then you were like, it's probably going to be bad, but maybe, maybe it could be good. Whoops. Yeah, it happens. So, uh, John, you want you want us to get the ball rolling? Sure. Uh, I'm going to start my list off with a gamble because I'm not sure if it's going to come out in 2014, but that's part of the fun of this list. My number 10 is Ex Machina. Ex Machina is the directorial debut from novelist and screenwriter Alex Garland. You guys know that name? Mm -hmm. Alex Garland has only written four screenplays, but those screenplays have been 28 Days Later, Sunshine, Never Let Me Go, and Dread. All pretty well received, all pretty entertaining British sci-fi movies. His latest is another sci-fi movie, and it stars Dom Hall Gleason, and that guy from About Time. Brendan Gleeson's son. Like the main awkward guy. Yeah, the from... main awkward British guy, Ginger. Okay. He's Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. Anyways, okay. he plays a computer programmer who wins a contest to spend a week at a private mountain re- retreat belonging to a, uh, a reclusive CEO played by Oscar Isaac. But when he arrives, he finds out that he has to participate in this experiment where he has to interact with like this beautiful robot girl and they have to like, live together. So... It's already been comparisons like, well, it kind of sounds like her, but I'm sure if it's Alex Garland, it'll probably be a little different. Um, like more edgy. More hip, maybe. But I mean, I'm excited because, I mean, I mean, I, I still haven't seen Sunshine, but I know it's got a, a big following. Shauna, you're a fan, right? Big fan. Some yeah, people say so... it goes off the rails in the third act. but uh, I, I mean, cool. that might even be Alex Garland's best script, so, you know. He's he's done a lot of great work, and this sounds like a, a neat concept, so I'm interested in checking it out, but there's not a lot of information on it. It has an IMDb page. It has cast. Uh, it has a premise, but that's all I'm working with. I don't know when it's supposed to come out in 2014, so fingers crossed. Fingers sounds cool. Alex crossed? <laughs> I hope that segues into your 10 picks, right? <laughs> Is it a Tyler Perry movie show? Did he direct that? I think he just started in that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to be all serious. It looked pretty sweet to me. Uh, but actually, my number 10 is Monuments Men. You guys might have heard of this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a G-Clue directed, uh, featuring a sweet cast, including uh, Bill Murray, uh, John Goodman, Bob Balaban, uh, it's it's a it's one of those stories. It's like wow, that's that's something I'd like to see. Uh, I, th- I think that's what that's what Paul Otney said to me when we saw the trailer. He's like, you know, that's just like one of those stories. You're like, yeah, I'd see that movie, and and I agree with him. It sounds really cool. It's about um, this collection of of uh, art experts. You got like an, the Chicago architect and the painting expert. And, they all are recruited by the army to uh, help save uh, historical pieces of art uh, from being destroyed by the Nazis during World War II. 
and, uh, and that's that's like an interesting and really um, important story that I've never heard uh, told. And, and then you've got just the comedy of funny old men running around in war, which uh, you know totally could be the death of this movie if it doesn't work out. Um, but I'm excited. I, I think Clooney can handle it, and the trailer looks fun, and it comes out real soon. So I'm excited about it. I mean, just the prospect of seeing Bill Murray and John Goodman on screen at the same time. Has that happened yet? Can't remember it happening. <laughs> well, it's possible. It's, it's, <laughs> Those possible. guys have done a lot of movies. It sounds pretty awesome. Just all-star cast and a great story, yeah. So hopefully it turns out to be good. I mean, I like the idea that it was it was almost ready for Oscar season, but George Clooney's like, eh, we need to keep working on it, make sure it's as good as it can be. So they put it off. Like, makes you think that the movie's heart is in the right place. I hope so. I was talking to, was it Colin, maybe? Uh, about, maybe. <laughs> about, like, maybe that movie just sucks, and so they had to bump it. <laughs> That could yeah. be, you know, also possible. Let's hope it's not that. I want to believe, though. What we don't want to believe in is whatever Colin has on his least anticipated movies of the year. Colin, what's what's your least least anticipated? <laughs> well, this is one that might have been higher on the list if I knew more about it. Uh, it is. Hercules, directed by Brett Radner. Uh, oh, for that. Yeah, it is starring... <laughs> I'm glad you're excited, Jason. It's starring The Rock as Hercules. What? Uh, yeah. I thought... Wait, what's that movie that's just coming out? There's oh, two Hercules was, movies. Yeah, that was uh, another that's... Hercules movie. Um, that one was out of contention because it already came out. Uh, this one... So that one's probably still pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, because it, it wasn't on this list. That's probably a great film that you should go see. She's Hercules. lightning out of a sword! Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know much about this one because there's no trailer. And the only pictures I've seen were like, I don't know, someone on the set took a picture of The Rock getting like oil smothered all over him. <laughs> Those all make it on Reddit. Like, The Rock tweets out these pictures of him just being ripped and like putting on makeup <laughs> for Hercules, and they're all over like the movie subreddit. I don't, I don't know what it is with those guys and ripped people, but they they upload <laughs> the shit out of that stuff. Give people what they want. Mm-hmm. What's that movie called? Uh, well, it's tentatively just called Hercules. Not Didn't Brett it used to have like a more confusing name? I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. It just says Hercules. I feel like it had a harder name, but it was like too hard to say. So like, oh fuck it, we'll just call it Hercules. <laughs> also, like there's, how, a, yeah. there's a grammatical error in its plot synopsis. <laughs> it starts with having enduring his legendary twelve labors, Hercules, blah blah blah. So having you know, Brad so Radner wrote it himself. Already... Yeah. Does that mean the twelve having... labors are, are over? This is post twelve uh, labors. I don't know because that sentence doesn't make sense. Having enduring his, maybe it's supposed to be having endured his legendary twelve labors. So maybe he's already done it. Maybe this is later on. 
Or maybe Brett Ratner just messed up right in the plot description. He's doing it with one hand because the other hand's jerking it. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the, the, the title that I, I heard was Hercules the Thracian Wars, but <laughs> it's a pretty good chance they're going to drop that. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't even say that on DB, then yeah. I like the idea of Hercules fighting with modern special effects, but uh, Brett Ratner, man. I mean, he's not the worst director. I don't think he's on an upward trend, though. No, I don't, I don't know if he's getting better with age. Becoming more seasoned. Yes. Smarter choices. I have a feeling this, I have a feeling this might be on Sean's most anticipated. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, John, what's your number nine? My uh, number nine stars uh, uh, Michael Keaton. How's it going? And it is Birdman. You guys heard of this? No. Birdman, I was sold immediately from the premise. The premise is a washed-up actor who once played an iconic superhero must overcome his ego and family trouble as he mounts a Broadway play in a bid to reclaim his past glory. And it stars Michael Keaton, Emma Stone, Edward Norton, Zach Galifianakis, and is directed by... uh, Alejandro Gonzalez in a Ritu. What? Which is weird because it's a comedy. Well, it's a drama. He makes the most depressing movies I know, I know. Ever seen. But that premise sounds great. I love the idea of Michael Keaton basically kind of playing himself like a former this guy used to play superhero, and now he's trying to rise above that. And there's been some onset like picks, and it looked like pretty sweet. <laughs> where it's like Michael Keaton being followed by this guy in a bird costume. And I love Michael Keaton, and he's. He, it seems like he's been kind of making a bit of a comeback by playing bad guys in movies that probably aren't going to be very good, but he's still getting like more consistent work than he used to. So I'm hoping that this will propel him even further. I mean, if it's good, it sounds promising. It's got a good group of people around it. So. Is this like Birdman, Attorney at Law? <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I mean, I, I I'm gonna. I would assume Birdman is like the hero he played but that's weird because there's because yeah there is Birdman and you know the actual cartoon character who's I'd say most people know so I don't know but either way I'm, I'm pretty excited for this yeah I, I like Michael Keaton <laughs> he's always he's always entertaining to watch even if he never shows up in movies that often well here's his here's his shot yeah why not why not that's how right, I feel Tom. about my number nine. Um, if there's any movie on my list that I would bet money that I end up won't seeing, it's probably this one. Uh, it's <laughs> Jupiter Ascending, the new Wachowskis movie, uh, which is about a, uh, a woman named Jupiter Jones who has this shitty job, like, cleaning toilets for a living until... Channing Tatum, uh, an interplanetary <laughs> warrior, uh, shows up and uh, sets off this this massive adventure for Jupiter Jones, uh, where she finds out that she has like this special DNA in her parentage and that she could very well be the next ruler of the universe. That's right. He's been, he's been sent from space by the queen of the universe to kill her. Uh, 
I don't really know what this movie's gonna be, but it sounds like a, a sci-fi adventure. And uh, I've skipped the last couple uh, Wachowski pictures. But they, they, they have a, a certain visual flair to them that has always been enticing to me. Like, Speed Racer I didn't see, but it looked really pretty. And I'm still interested in Cloud Atlas all these years later. I kind of want to sit down and watch that movie. So you know what? Fuck it. It's got Sean Bean in it. <laughs> Mark of quality. Yeah, I'm glad we met our quota because it wouldn't be an annual uh, anticipated movies podcast if we didn't mention Channing Tatum and The Rock at some point. We already, we already did it. Yeah. These guys just don't stop working, apparently. I think... But yeah, this... Yeah. It sounds like a simpler story, which I think will help the Wachowskis after trying to tell Cloud Atlas, which sounds like the most complex story you could tell. Um, you know, Terry Gilliam's involved a very little bit. Once again, Sean Bean, anyone? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, I've been pretty turned off on the Wachowskis for a while now. I couldn't even finish Cloud Atlas, who's way too overwhelming i mean there's definitely some good stuff going on in there but it's just way too long um i had no interest in speed racer i had no interest in the last two matrix movies they just i don't know they don't do it for me so i don't know about this one i suppose they have their following so was something all right so my number nine uh, least anticipated movie is Three Days to Kill. This is a Kevin Costner action movie that comes uh. out in <laughs> like a month. And I, I didn't even know until now that it's directed by the poor man's Brett Radner, Mick G. <laughs> and I'm not 100% what the plot is. Um, I guess... Like some secret bad guy terrorist group uh, injects him with a poison or something. And they're like, we have this antidote that will cure you, but you have to go kill some guys for us, which is a really generic. Like old man crank. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like crank. He needs Viagra. <laughs> oh. <Maybe>. Um, <laughs> Yeah. When I went to go see Wolf of Wall Street, I saw three trailers for Kevin Costner movies, Hell including yeah. this one. He's, he's he's back in a big way, apparently, even though none of his movies look very good. I mean, it's weird because I like Kevin Costner, but it seems like there was a period where everyone hated him because he just kept making bad movies. And now he has this comeback and he's got this whole slew of movies that I don't want to see. I don't understand why he picks the projects he does. I mean, the, that's just all he can get. The football draft one doesn't look terrible. It looks okay. Looks <laughs> but, like they yeah, made the, like a lighthearted knockoff of Moneyball. Instead of yeah. football, so it could make some real money. And then that Jack Ryan thing with Chris Pine, which, whatever. Okay. It's already gone. It's yeah, already it already bad. came out. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, he tried. Right. He tried. <laughs> His comeback is over. 
before it even really began. Mm. Poor Kevin Costner. And I will always love you. Hold on. Okay. Uh, it's me again. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. All right. Okay, my number eight, right? Yep. No, this yeah. is going to take a long time. All right, my number eight is Calvary. Uh, it's the latest from writer-director John Michael McDonough. McDonough. I don't know how to say that. He's, he's the guy who directed The Guard, uh, which was my favorite film of 2011. Uh, he's also the brother of Martin McDonough, who did Yim Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. And I only bring that up because I feel like their styles are really similar. They're both, like, very Irish, and they both like casting Brendan Gleeson. And Calvary stars Brendan Gleeson <laughs> as a priest who is threatened during confession and then must battle the dark forces closing in around him. That's the premise thus far. And it's also got Chris O'Dowd, Dylan Moran, M. Emmett Walsh, and Dom Nall Gleeson. <laughs> of course. He's one to watch, apparently. Is, this, is he in all your movies? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. He's, yeah. Um... But, I mean, it, it it sounds pretty similar to John Michael McDonald's last movie, where it's a dark comedy. Uh, Irish people sound funny, especially when they swear. So Folk? that'll probably be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. So <laughs> I, I look forward to that. And I like, I like Brendan Gleeson. And I don't know if he can get leading roles in American movies because he's kind of like a troll man. But he's very good. So I'm excited to see him in this. I don't know what that title means. Calvary. It's, it's uh, some religious thing. It's the Jesus Hill, right? Okay. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Why didn't they call it Jesus Hill? It's because uh, I don't know what that means. Is that the, I think it was the hill that he was uh, you know, crucified on. Mm. If I'm remembering my... Um, episodes of the hit TV series Angel correctly. <laughs> All right. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, you're number eight. My number eight is The Interview, uh, which is the latest movie from uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And it's about uh, Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco playing um, like a, a talk show host and his crew who go uh, to North Korea to interview Kim Jong-un and accidentally get involved in a plot by the CAA to execute or assassinate uh, the Prime Minister. And that's about all we know right now. It's not coming out till October. Um, but I've liked the last few Seth Rogen Evan Goldberg movies and it sounds like a crazy situation for these uh, these people to be in. So, yeah, I'll see it. I'll see it. They're not perfect, though. They did do Green Hornet. Just saying. I don't know. I didn't see Green Hornet. What if it's great? What if it's great? Michel Gondry almost... No, he did direct that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he almost said no, but then he's like, eh, why not? Who, who oh, was um was it Stephen Chow was involved in that? And I think he almost was. <laughs> yeah. 
I, was gonna, I knew someone cool was almost involved in that. A lot of people didn't want to commit, and the people that did weren't sure if it was the right decision. Who was in the interview again? I was spacing that. It's just uh, Rogan and Franco right now. Uh, Lizzie mm-hmm. Kaplan also on the Wikipedia page, so some part. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess that all sounds okay. <laughs> It's tough to tell the comedies. I mean, I don't know. I guess, but yeah, those guys do have a good track record together. It's also the only comedy I could find, like, anything about. Yeah. I guess those aren't movies that I usually, like, anticipate. They just kind of spring out of nowhere. And it's like, oh, wow, that's actually good. Looking you know, like, you was anyone... Apatow. Yeah. All right, let's move ahead. Colin. Well, I had to put at least one superhero movie, and oh, yeah. I guess oh, nice. the, the one I nice I know I will not be seeing is The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I did not see The Amazing Spider-Man 1 because they already made that movie not that long ago. And, uh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> It's hard for me to watch trailers about movies that I don't give a shit about because my eyes just glaze over and my mind wanders. I think Jamie Foxx is in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from what I remember, his CG looks kind of bad. Like he's all glowy. Yeah. He's the Electro. Yeah. Uh, Paul Giamatti is in this. I don't remember him seeing in the trailer. But again, as I said, I... <laughs> have a hard time paying attention so he might have been in the trailer and i just forgot about it well what's great is there's uh paul giamatti's playing the spider-man villain the rhino and there's i think a newer trailer where he's got like a sweet mech suit (laughs) yeah that's that changed your mind a little no but giamatti a big robot that does kind of sound kind of funny because in the comic the rhino is just a guy in like a big gray suit like yeah. horns on his head and he just runs at you but now he's like hey. I would I would like to see Paul Giamatti do that as well I know well this is as close as you're gonna get it's interesting There's... they went that direction instead of making Paul Giamatti like buff <laughs> that's impossible that's impossible they'd send him a for six months he'd just get more out of shape yeah that sounds like a way better movie <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Called Potato Man. It's kind of shaped like a potato. Yeah. You should play Mr. Potato Head live action. It's <laughs> a good idea. Sean, do you, do you think you'll see this? You see, it seems like every superhero movie that comes out. I mean, if I look back at last year, I didn't see Kick Ass. I'm probably there are probably other ones. I mean, every real superhero movie. <laughs> No, no one gives a shit about Kick-Ass 2. Here's the thing. I saw the first Amazing Spider-Man, and I thought it was just, like, the most bland movie that <laughs> could possibly have been made out of such a fun character. Um, and I know, like, I, I complained a lot that, like, all the beats of the plot were identical to the first Spider-Man movie, which was only ten years old when they made this, and that really annoyed me. Um... So, like, I kind of give this movie a, a little bit of a pass, because at least they're, like, telling an original story this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I I agree with you that uh, everything we've seen of both Jimmy Fox and Paul Giamatti has looked not great, and um, there is like no charisma at all between um, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, who are supposed to you know be the romantic core of this movie. Um, from what so, I remember, Harry Osborn's like an emo kid in this yeah, one. He's hella emo. He's got totally like <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch haircut that goes over his face. Uh-huh. It's that creepy kid from Chronicle who plays that who plays creepy kids and everything. <laughs> they didn't just make him really handsome and look like James Dean like in the other ones. No, and Chris Cooper, I believe, is Norman Osborn. But from what I've heard. He's going to be like all sick or dying or something. So yeah. we'll probably get emo Green Goblin instead. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds way better. It, it also, it's, you know, the, the first Spider Man movie to me was like the ultimate money grab of a movie. And it really grosses me out to know they've already greenlit like three sequels to Spider Man 2. It's crazy. Yeah, they already got like up to five greenlit or something. <laughs> Maybe more. I can't remember. I think it was crazy. Three Spider-Man sequels and also like a Venom <laughs> spin-off that they want. To bring back Topher Grace. <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> it's the only thing from both franchises they can continue. Yeah, I probably won't see this. I don't think. Unless okay. the reviews are really, really good, or or. There's always a chance my dad will come and be like, Sean, you want to go see this movie? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, dad. Because he goes to like three movies a year, and I want to be a part of every time. <laughs> so we're nice. down to number seven, John? Number seven. My number seven is Interstellar, which is the upcoming Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, according to IMDb, it is about a group of explorers uh, making use of a newly discovered wormhole to surpass the limitations of human space travel and conquer the vast distances involved in an interstellar voyage. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> what did it's you Christopher say? Nolan. It's wormholes and shit. Oh, okay. That's pretty sweet. And it's got Matthew McConaughey, Jessica Chastain, Anne Hathaway, Michael Caine. I don't think Christopher Nolan's ever made a bad movie, so... That's pretty good. I know Jonathan Nolan, his brother, is working on the script for a while. So I, I like to think that's a good thing. And uh, there's a teaser trailer, but it totally sucks because it's just like Matthew McConaughey sitting in a car and then like some shots of space. like But like old 60s space footage. And that's it. They seem to be. I'm like, why do I need to see that? Relating the story uh, somewhat to like farming and us not taking care of the planet good mm-hmm. enough i guess and that's intriguing to me um but it's not at all in the plot synopsis that you hear so i don't know where that's going yeah i mean they're kind of keeping under wraps so maybe that's a good thing because mm-hmm. uh, it's always fun to be surprised it's the first movie on my list that actually has a release date uh I believe, and that is November 7th. So it's a little while from now, but I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. Christopher Nolan isn't one to just, you know, do a cash in there. He, he takes time with his projects. Yeah, I'm impressed that they, the studios have faith in him. In the November when 
I mean, yeah, this certainly doesn't really, it doesn't really sound like an action story. I mean, I'm sure it will have actions because of Nolan, but uh, sounds kind of out there. What do you think, cool. Nancy? Vicky fell asleep. What? Sorry, I muted my microphone because I have my heater on because it's like zero degrees in my apartment. But um, I don't know. I'm excited. I I just don't understand. Like, like I feel like this is such a CG movie, and I feel like Christopher Nolan's like fuck that shit. So I'm interested to see how he takes it visually. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, sure. Why wouldn't I be excited? Yeah. I thought I read somewhere that he was at some film festival, or he was—he was somewhere, and he's talking about how he's—he's he's really not into the whole like making big budget movies. But then this movie, yeah, it sounds like it's all effects. So yeah. I'm kind of confused about the direction he's moving in. But it's Christopher Nolan. I have—I have faith in him. He is so. an entertainer. <laughs> So my uh, number seven is the only superhero movie on my list somehow. Um, not that I don't think I'll see Captain America and X-Men, because I'm certain I will. Um, especially I seem to be the only one who's excited about the new Captain America, which is too bad. So I've seen a bit in front of The Hobbit, too. It's pretty sweet. Um, but the the one that I really anticipate this year is the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, because it's I think it's at least in a while, if not ever, the first superhero movie. I don't really know what the the heroes are, what the story is. Uh, I mean, this is something I I didn't even really know about uh, when they first announced that they were making it way back at like Comic Con twenty ten or whenever that was. I mean, way before the, even the Avengers came out, they were talking about how they wanted to make this movie. Um it's, it's James Gunn, which I, I guess it could maybe go either way, but I think he's probably the right director for a story like this, which seems a you know, off the beaten path, a little uh a little sloppy maybe uh and it's a story of like a you know there's like a princess and like a tree man and a talking raccoon that has guns uh and it's got a fun cast i'm, I'm excited to see this movie oh, i'm with you uh and i think james gunn is a really interesting choice because i mean what was what was his last movie was it super i think so with Rain Wilson, that movie costs like two million dollars. Like this movie looks like it, co- it will probably, I assume, cost like two hundred million dollars. Um, so it's interesting that they're giving it to like a smaller director, but that also makes me think that he'll be more like careful with it. And James Gunn, I, it, it kind of reminds me of like when they decided to go with Joss Whedon for Avengers. You know, it, it's like they just decided to hire someone who's a big geek. <laughs> so you think that they, you know, they know the subject matter a little better. And James Gunn is writing this too, so it's gonna have his signature all over it. And he's always been pretty funny. And yeah, I admit maybe he's kind of hit a little hit or miss, but for the most uh, part, it's it's an interesting choice. And I like some of the casting decisions. Chris Pratt, that's pretty cool. Yeah, who, who knows? And Bradley Cooper as a talking raccoon. 
John C. Riley right. finally joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh yeah, and I love the concept art because they always they all look like like sweet like cantina scenes from you know like Star Wars. They like they have that vibe to them. I'm like, oh, what if it's got a Star Wars vibe to it? That would be so sweet. Because it, it, it makes me think about how I've always wanted you know Green Lantern that to be like a sweet sci-fi superhero movie. But it, it never really goes that direction. And here is a superhero sci-fi movie, so I'm excited. Hopefully someone can finally make that work. I just really hope it's not a disaster. I really want to enjoy this movie. Me too. Just have to wait. Until August. <laughs> okay, so uh, my, my number seven is also a movie about a team of heroes... Seven, Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Daisy. Okay. Uh, It's uh, The Expendables 3. Now... This lady's Expendables? No, this is The Expendables 3, Sean. This is an Expendables movie. There are no women in this. There are only like 30 aging ripped dudes. (laughs) That's all that's allowed. Well, you said Asian ripped dudes. Asian ripped dudes? I mean, it's got Jet Li. I don't know if he's that ripped. Or that aging. How old is he? He's like 40s. He's got to be at least 40s. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the prerequisite for being in the series. <laughs> Anyways, additions to the cast this time are Antonio Banderas, uh, Wesley Snipes, Mel Gibson, and oh. Harrison Ford. <laughs> See, Harrison Ford bums me out. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to do this. <laughs> it's like degrading. Like Mel Gibson, hell yeah. Like, so about that. So Doesn't you... this also have Frasier? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelsey Grammer as Bonaparte. <laughs> I thought you meant John Lithgow. <laughs> John Lithgow. I mean, it could have happened, but it didn't. Uh, there's so a trailer he's... for this. Uh, not much happens to it. They just kind of like walk forward while you hear the Ridge on the River Kwai whistling song. And then they turn around and there are just like so many names on the screen that I had to pause to like look at them. <laughs> like, okay, it's a lot, of, a lot of dudes to process. Are all the returning people? Uh... People, or all the regular cast return? It, um, I mean, does that matter to you? Having not seen any of them? Just ones? curious. I, it it looks sure. like most of them. I don't see uh, Jean Claude Van Damme in he this. He's like a bad guy, right? I, he was in the second. I don't know. I didn't see the second one. I think he's a bad Because the first one was pretty terrible. Uh, I mean, any movie where Jason Statham is just schooling everybody in the acting department <laughs> must be a pretty bad movie where he's just like <laughs> delivering lines and everyone else is just like like honestly expendable so what I want to know I mean, is, is, th- is Frazier going to get a gun is he fighting it's hard to imagine uh, I is he the uh, I feel like he's pro. I feel like he's probably the villain. Like maybe he's just some uh, dictator type guy. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> he doesn't like to get his hands dirty. That's what I would imagine. I can't imagine Frazier firing a gun. Well, you just gotta think back. He played Beast. 
He was jumping around on wires. Just, what, that was like 2006? Yeah, but he was all made up and didn't really... I could suspend my disbelief with all the makeup, I guess. 2006, Sean, I got the box right here. <laughs> <clears throat> but this one does have Arnold, it does have Sly, it's got Jason Statham, and uh, Dolph Lundgren, and Terry Crews. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the series is like, it would be so great if these were just awesome and entertaining, but they're not. They just kind of don't know what they're doing. Maybe this is the only way they turn around. Tokyo Drift style. (laughs) Uh, sure. It's a nice thought, but I, I don't believe it will happen. Let's move on since we've got so many to get through. Wait, wait, wait. I have one. I have one last question. Does, yeah, yeah. Has Sly Stallone directed all of these? I don't think he so. He only directed the first one. He's not directing this one. Okay. Who's directing? But he always he always has a, a he always writes the screenplay. Yes, the, the beautiful dialogue. Do fire guns. <laughs> good, good. Wow. <laughs> That's it. Mm-hmm. Should we move on? Nobody even wants to see them fire guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My number six, six is being directed by Tim Burton. What? No! Like, he, his movie's never good, right? Anyways. <laughs> Not for a while. Tim, for a while, Tim Burton's latest uh, film is called Big Eyes. It's a true story uh, centered around Margaret Keene, who was a painter in the 50s, famous for painting portraits of children with really big eyes. And then her husband tried to claim credit for her work, and it got into this huge legal mess. And it stars Amy Adams as Margaret Keene and Christoph Waltz as her husband. And Jason Schwartzman as, I don't know, some guy probably. And (laughs) it's being written by the same writing team behind Ed Wood. This sounds nothing like Tim Tim Burton, like the kind of stuff he's been doing lately. You know, it's all like weird. Creepy pictures of people with kids with big eyes. That's that's definitely up his alley, and I'm sure that will definitely play that up. But, I mean, like it's not an adaptation of some fantasy story. It's not some remake. It's a story that I'm not familiar with, so... It's pretty much new to everybody. And, I mean, I love Ed Wood so much. And to see those guys working with Tim Burton again makes me think that it will be successful. No Johnny Depp to be seen. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to come out uh, next summer, but for some reason I feel like it'll get moved to fall. I don't know why. I just feel like that's going to happen. Maybe for no reason. But everything, I mean, don't those sound like promising things to you guys? Maybe? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Christoph Waltz? Sure. He's a yeah. good guy. Yeah. He Amy did, Adams? He did Green Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope that doesn't come up again. <laughs> so. But yeah, that's, I think that's all. We don't really know much about it yet. So more okay. as that develops. Sean. Mine is Gone Girl, which is the new David 
Fincher movie. Um, it's got Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike and Tyler Perry and Neil Patrick Harris. Um, it's a it's based on a book. Um, that from what I've read. I don't know. <laughs> Look, keep going. Uh, from what I've read, it's it's an interesting book because it's like an unreliable narrator thing. It's a it's a story of a husband telling his half of his story about his relationship with his wife, uh, who ends up being murdered, and uh, it's really ambiguous about whether he was uh, the one who killed her or not. Uh, it's a really recent book, too. It came out in 2012. Wow. He must really like it to, to jump on it like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know much about the book, uh, but I, it sounds like pretty good for, for Fincher to make this, you know, a weird mystery thriller movie about uh, about these people who may or may not have killed each other. I mean, that's that seems cool. Uh, but mainly, you know, I've liked the last few David Fincher movies, so I, I don't really need to read much of the synopsis to be on board with it. I mean, I even watched House of Cards, like a crazy person. Yeah, he's just like one of those guys. If he makes a movie, it'll probably at least be kind of interesting. Oh, look, it's got he... Casey Wilson in it, so it's got, <laughs> it's got happy endings appeal. Oh, okay. Interesting. Sounds promising. Uh, unlike my number six, which I just saw the trailer for earlier today, uh, I was just a, just became aware of its existence earlier today. It is called Pompeii. Yes, oh, yeah. hell yes. What's, <laughs> what's your beef with Pompeii? It just looks like they take this, you know, this subject, uh, the the Pompeii. Thing, and they just turned into a dumb gladiator movie. I'm sick of this stupid swords and sandals bullshit with these ripped guys screaming and fighting each other with swords. I, I don't care at all. Volcanoes, and you're good to go. Yeah, and then they throw some volcanoes, and they're like still fighting, even though they're about to die. It looks terrible. It's directed by. Paul W. S. Anderson, who, as far as I know, what? That's almost Wes Anderson. It's almost Wes Anderson, and it's almost Paul Thomas Anderson, who are infinitely more talented directors. But um, I mean, Paul W. S. Anderson, when your best movie is Mortal Kombat, (laughs) you know, you should just quit. I'm I'm sick and tired of Paul Worst Shit Anderson getting work. (laughs) I'm sure after this he'll get right on to working on Resident Evil like 6 or whatever they're at now ugh he's terrible mm-hmm. it does have Jon Snow though from Game of Thrones I don't know what you guys it seems like this, kind of, this genre would be done by now it's still it riding off the steam of 300 I know yeah. that was like in 302. Seven years ago. Yeah, that's the thing. They must have. They must have bet the 302 wouldn't have been delayed like it did, and so people would be all about 300 again, and this movie would just sneak right up on you. Mm-hmm. But instead, they've just got that Hercules movie that everyone forgot about. <clears throat> Two Hercules movies. Yeah. 
Three hundred was three hundred two was going to be on this list, but then I heard about this Pompeii movie, so it got kicked so, out of the top ten. So is the gladiator going to fight the volcano? I mean, uh, as far as I know, they didn't spoil the ending in the trailer. So Basically, the ending: possible. the volcano blows up and everyone dies. I yeah. thought that the, yeah, I thought that was the deal with Pompeii. Like nobody lived. Like I thought it just killed everybody. I think so. So like, what's the point? <laughs> I don't know, so you can watch some rip dudes fight each other. Wow, there's a volcano. Yeah. Sounds fucking badass. You excited for this show? like heavy metal music video. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, well maybe you not. can report back to me and, and tell me about this movie when you I'll see it. I'll stay with you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. God, it's in February. Let's do it. Report. <laughs> You guys talk about how bad it was. Okay, um, my number five is Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is a South Korean sci-fi action thriller film based on a French graphic novel with an impossible name to pronounce, so I won't. It's Le Transpierce. Here, if I send it... Okay, hold on. Our, our listeners can't hear this, but I'm going to send the word through our little Skype messaging. Nancy, can you read that for me? Dum, 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 dum. Like <laughs> Anyways, that's a French... <laughs> Hold on. Can you read the Korean title, too? Here's the, here's the Korean for you, Nancy. Oh, this is going to be good. Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know what accent to use with that. <laughs> I don't know what a Korean accent sounds like. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> and translated, that is Snowpiercer. Despite all of this confusion, this movie is actually going to be in English. Um, or is in English. It stars Chris Evans... Song Kang Ho, who uh, starred in The Host, he's a big star over in uh, South Korea. He's been in a handful of Bong Joon Ho films. Octavia Spencer, Ed Harris, and John Hurt. And the plot is it's the future. Global warming experiment has killed off most life on the planet, and a class system evolves aboard the Snowpiercer, which is a train that travels around the globe via a perpetual motion engine. I'm a big fan of Bong Joon Ho. If you know his movies, they've all been good. This movie actually already came out in South Korea and got pretty good reviews, but it's having um, some troubles with its American distributor, the Weinstein Company. Uh, they want to cut like 20 minutes out of it before they release it over here because they just want to make like a straight action flick, uh, which sounds like a really bad idea because it, 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 it's not. Um, the movie is like only two hours long, so it's not like it's super. Um, so I'm afraid this movie will. Uh, get chopped if it ever comes over here, but I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Chris Evans is a big enough star. You think, you think they'll work something out? And I don't know. Future Train sounds pretty sweet to me. Are you, are you guys interested on about this one? Snowpiercer uh, sold as soon as you said perpetual motion. Uh, yeah. I've only seen the host and uh, Memories of Murder. That was him, right? Yes. Yeah. Both both good movies. So yeah, sure. It sounds smarter than your typical sci-fi thing. Like, if it had his name not been attached, I'd be a little iffy. 
you know, I don't know, it kind of sounds like a lazy on train. I don't know. But it's it's already come out in several places, and it's gotten good reviews, so I'm excited. But just hope it actually comes out at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Sean, you're number five. So I've been riding the uh, Richard Linklater uh, bandwagon for a, a little while now. saw the before uh, trilogy in a day. Um, and then I heard about his uh, new movie, which just debuted at Sundance. Uh, called Boyhood, and it sounds awesome. Uh, if you guys don't know, it's a story of two parents trying to raise their son. Um, they're, they're Ethan Hawke and Patricia Arquette. Um, while they they get divorced, and uh, it's, it's just about uh, this boy and his relationship uh, with both of his parents and how that changes over time. Uh, but what's most interesting about this movie is it took them, like... 12 years to make it because they actually let the uh, the boy in the movie grow up. Uh, it follows him from uh, from like first grade to uh, graduating from high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that makes sense. That's 12 years of school. Um, and I don't know. Maybe something like that's been done before, but uh, I don't think so. It sounds so cool. <laughs> I think this is pretty unique. Yeah, way of I, I mean, if, if if it has been done, it hasn't been done on this scale. Not for like a, a major motion picture that people actually hear about. Um, and as you know, as much as we like we talked about the before series kind of like being the up series for um for fictional work uh here's something that takes that to an even further level and uh i'm really intrigued by it i want to see how this pans out yeah me too i'm pretty sure i've known about this movie since i've known who richard linklater was so (laughs) Uh, yeah. I definitely remember reading about it in like 2006 or 7. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so it's crazy. I, I didn't think it would ever come out because I'm like, that's so long from now. And here we are. And it's, it's at Sundance, right? Yeah. So, wow. It's finally come. I, I'm, yeah. what, I think what I'm most curious about is like, what will a movie look like that started shooting, you know, in like 2002 mm-hmm. and is now coming out now? Like, would it be consistent? Like, I mean, I, I I assume he planned that out at the beginning. I don't know, but it's like hard to plan for like new technology. But I suppose if he just does it on film, yeah, I'm sure he keeps using the same film. Yeah, so really interesting experiment, and hopefully it pays off. I think I think people have seen it already, right? Yeah, it's yeah, and it, seemed like people liked it quite a bit. So that's awesome. Because what a bold experiment. Um, I want to check that out. I'm sure Colin's got something equally experimental in his spot. It's not. It's very safe and a bad idea. Number five is the RoboCop remake. Are you excited <laughs> for this, Stacey? Well, you know, if it turns into RoboCop versus Terminator, I'm excited. Really? 
I don't think it will. Don't get my hopes down. I have to. That's my. Uh, I think that's 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 what I do. Uh, this one uh, I don't even want to talk about because it looks so generic and boring. It's got Michael Keaton. He's a bad like, guy. Is he a bad guy? I'm, I thought he was the main bad guy. Look, I thought okay. Maybe he's like. <laughs> Maybe he's just Michael Keaton seems like such a nice guy to me. It's hard for me to take him, <laughs> take him seriously as a bad guy. Bad guy, another movie coming out next year, but I don't know if it's gonna be on Shad's list or not. I'd okay, pretty, um, pretty entertaining. It is. Also, Samuel Jackson is heavily featured in the trailer, and he basically seems like he's just doing his uh, speech from Pulp Fiction, but if it was about robots, <laughs> it's all I ever wanted. Yeah, so we've got that. <laughs> I don't understand how it assembled like an all-star cast. Samuel Jackson, Gary Oldman, uh, Mike. I, I don't know. Maybe Michael Keaton isn't an all-star anymore, but he is to me. Mm-hmm. Jay Bruchel. Yeah. Stars Joel Kinnaman from The Killing. Let's see how that career pans out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have high hopes. Uh, outlook. Not so good. Not so good. I mean, I remember just a couple of years ago, or a year ago, I, I feel like I've even brought it up on this podcast about how the script to RoboCop leaked, and someone said it was like the worst <laughs> script they've ever read. Did they do any extensive rewrites? Do you know? I mean, they probably did since then. Like the, the rumor was that, like, oh, there's this part where RoboCop trains in Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they need to send him to another country to kill people. <laughs> but I don't, I, I'm be pretty surprised that's still in the, because that seemed pretty ridiculous. I feel like in the trailer, though, there is some stuff going on in the Middle East. Like Michael Jackson, or not Michael Jackson, Jackson. He's like, why can't we use these robots that we use in other countries at home? Yeah, I, I remember that part. They, yeah, talk, they so, show like a... Uh, like an Ed 209 type thing on like the streets in the Middle East. And it's, um, I think the trailer implies it's going to shoot a little kid. <laughs> so nice. uh, I'm guessing they probably left that Afghanistan stuff in there. I hope, you know, I hope so. I hope that they at least are trying something different. Uh, trying to make it somewhat topical and have some message about modern society. That's the thing about RoboCop that always impressed me is that there's, it's actually a pretty smart script and it actually has things to say about society. It's not just one of the sweetest action movies of all time. <laughs> Although it's pretty good at being that too. Um, I don't know. As long as we get to hear someone say "bitches leave," I'm gonna be like mildly pleased with this movie. Do you expect Michael Keaton to say that? Is he Kurtwood Smith in this movie? Uh, I'd have to look at the cast. He's not. I think he's an executive, right? Probably. <laughs> Something boring. <laughs> I have to go find that bad script. Online. I guess. It, I guess it could be my. <laughs> Damn it! I <laughs> did it again. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I almost called him Michael Jackson again. Okay. <laughs> hey, I've so... never had this problem before. <laughs> 
it's gonna be it's gonna get it's only gonna get worse. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um I'm not sure I, if that means that like you miss Michael Jackson or <laughs> missing Michael Jackson syndrome. So like every person with the last name Jackson, you're gonna start like saying oh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Peter Jackson, man. I want to see that dumb Michael Jackson Hobbit movie. Do not want. You're missing out, bro. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see how high the new one ends up on your list. But first, John, with your number four. Um, hey, before I get in my number four, I just... So sorry, I don't want you to extend <laughs> this any longer. But... Have, there's another script recently that leaked that was a really bad script, and I'm afraid it's not going to be on anyone's list. I don't know. It's um, a reboot of a cartoon show. Does that sound like anything that somebody might have? Uh, a no. very famous cartoon show? Mm, no. Okay. Because there's a new Michael Bay-produced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie supposedly coming out this summer. And the script leaked recently, and there's like, there's like, it's like, it's like the worst thing ever. <laughs> this is the one where they were aliens, like, right? I, I, yeah, I'm not sure what they've gone with. All I know is that Megan Fox is April O'Neil, and Splinter is that dwarf guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these lines just. Mickey? Oh. I'm... He said dwarf. <laughs> I didn't say dwarf. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, what is it for? <laughs> you guys are bored from Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, but some of these lines, like, here's, here's Raphael. What do we look like? Cartoon panda bears. You like Kung Fu Panda? Uh... Trend in ninjutsu. And we don't just know it. We serve it for dinner. Uh... Ash, Wait, what? I don't get the jiu-jitsu. I don't Sounds like Asian food. I guess. Sounds like Asian food. Because it's an Asian word. Okay. I'll, a couple more lines and I'll move on, I promise. Uh, Casey Jones. Hold on. Now, I may not have gone to college, but I've seen every episode of Planet Earth on the Discovery Channel. They never had anything looking like you guys on there, and that shit was thorough. You guys like that? Wait. What's this flavor? <laughs> Apparently. It's got shit in it. I'm sure they'll turn it to a dam. Or something. That damn was real. I don't see how watching Planet Earth is at all <laughs> comparable to the college experience. Because he just knows about like turtles and shit. Okay. Yeah, you, you watch lots of just <laughs> footage of animals in college. Well, like the creator, co creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has spoken out about this script and says like he's basically like ashamed. For like creating the Teenage Mutant Turtles, <laughs> makes him regret everything. He doesn't own the rights anymore, though, so he's like, oh, you know, something I, I have no control. Uh, sorry to derail us like that, but that is the weirdest thing to me that that's being made. Ugh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay, my number. Well, that's good because my number four, uh, we already talked about. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. CGI raccoon. That's all I need. Sean, your number four. Uh, yeah, it's Godzilla, CGI giant monster. That's all I need. Now, do you think um, 
Pacific Rim kind of took some of the wind out of its sail. By, you know, there's already a big monster movie. Do you think it's I'm, harder to get excited for Godzilla because of that? I was thinking that a little bit until the trailer came out and saw that they were going pretty horrific in in their portrayal of the monster, at least in that initial trailer. I mean, not only do you, is it like a really scary trailer with that really scary song from 2001, but you've got like Brian Cranston just like freaking out at one part. Um, and you got the, the really serious speech from um, David Strathern talking about like, I wouldn't let you do this unless we had to do it. Uh, and so I'm totally on board with this movie, um, even though I probably already was just because it has a giant monster in it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I mean, it's got a pretty good cast: Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Olsen, Ken Watanabe, all sorts of people. Uh, uh, Juliet Binoche. Being directed by Gareth Edwards, which is really interesting because yeah, what's interesting about the choice of directors? He's only movie called Monsters with Scoop McNary and it's super cheap and you didn't even really see the monsters much in that it's like an alien invasion kind of movie but it had a really good story so it's interesting that they went with him and I know for John is cutting out a lot yes. is that happening I feel like he might have lagged behind because he answered your question a lot later than he should have. And now he's just gone. I'm waiting for John to reconnect. Colin, what do you think of Godzilla? Godzilla? Uh, I haven't seen the trailer, but Sean's like, you might like what you see. <laughs> that sounds promising. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't think I would care about a Godzilla movie. I think the main selling point Sean used to reel me in was David Strathaird, because I was like, I like David Strathaird. He's all over it, man. He, oh, okay. He narrates yeah. it. Um, yeah. What's What's cool about the trailer uh, is it's really scary <laughs> in the beginning because <laughs> you have these guys jumping out of a plane into what looks like this hellish version of a city. It's just totally destroyed and terrifying looking. Uh, but as the movie goes, or as the trailer goes on, you you see some of the carnage of. Godzilla, and it's it's pretty gnarly. There's like dead bodies everywhere, and that's not some for some reason you don't really see that. Like if, when I think back to Cloverfield, I feel like I saw like the dumb little spore babies kill more people than Cloverfield actually did, because I don't know. They something about giant monsters. It's just the it's more fun to watch them tear down skyscrapers than like stomp on a bunch of people. Uh, but I, I like the idea of them including the human cost. Also, according to John, there's like going to be other smaller monsters in it, and Godzilla's like the ultimate monster, and he shows up to just like wipe everybody out. So it's like a little ambiguous because Godzilla's kind of saving the day, but he's also like going to kill everybody. So that sounds. Did I say that? Sweet. I think I heard it from you. Uh. Okay. I don't remember saying that or knowing that that's a thing, but we'll, we can go with that for now. You sound a little better now, John. Do you have anything else you want to say about Godzilla? 
Mm, I hope it has the original music. It's really cool. It has the original roar, it sounds like. So it should. I'm excited, definitely. I am not excited for a movie that comes out in about a day. I, Frankenstein. Really? This is a... Yeah? What? Are you excited for it? I mean, no, but... <laughs> I don't know. This seems like a Colin movie to me. Yeah, okay. You think I, I would want to see... Like Frankenstein, except he's immortal and handsome and like totally spry and basically not Frankenstein. He's just, um, but he is Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I mean, don't, that's I don't, a thing, isn't it? What reinventing a franchise? Just like you know, taking classic novels, like some of the best novels in American history, and you know. Just updating it for a modern audience. Mm-hmm. Just like turning it into Van Helsing. Also, I like that I just made that an American book. What? Hmm? Hmm, what did you say? I just made Frankenstein American. Even though I think hmm. Mary Shelley would be British. German. Um, yeah. First off, I don't think it is American. <laughs> but, uh. What? Anyway, this is a movie about Frankenstein tearing down everything. He's got to fight giant monster demon army. Um, and then the, at the end of the trailer, there's like a bunch of other evil Frankensteins that he also has to fight. It stars Aaron Eckhart. Uh, and uh, it looks it looks terrible. It looks like like a joke. Yeah. Why do you think it's called I Frankenstein though? It's like I Robot. Yeah, but how he is it like I Robot? He learns to think for himself. What? He, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't want to think about it either. So I do want to think about what, what, what happened to Aaron Eckhart. Uh-oh, is he in a downward spiral? I mean, it's been a while since he's done anything. Uh, Rabbit Hole was good, right? Rabbit Hole was really good. Yeah, that was 2010. Then he's doing like... Battle Los Angeles and Olympus has fallen and now this. I don't know. I worry about the guy. Sounds like three giant blockbuster movies in a row. Sure. Let's move on. Got kids to feed, huh? Okay. Does he? I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I can see him as this swigging bachelor type. Just trying to keep it going into old age. You can't tie down Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, but you can bolt him up. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's Frankenstein. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What would it take to get you to see this, Nancy? Work. 
Frankenstein? I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein? I Frankenstein. <laughs> um, I don't know. It sounds pretty stupid. <laughs> Do you even know what this is? I feel like I saw a trailer when I saw the last movie that I saw. Which I don't even remember what that was. Yeah. It's probably with you guys. What did we see in Bellevue? You didn't see her with you. No. Because you were like, I'm going to see him. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That was a a good one. I don't remember that. We saw Anchorman with you. Yeah, Anchorman. So no, we probably didn't see the trailer then. (laughs) Great story. I don't know. It's just, why, what do you want from me? It sucks. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand, like, why this movie got made. Who it's for. Is it a graphic novel or something? Probably. That's, like, the only reason bad movies get made nowadays. <laughs> it's like, well, it was a graphic novel, so... People like comic books and sexy things that are horror. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write a comic about a sexy hunchback. That gets made. Uh, yeah, Jonah right. Hill. Well, I mean, this does continue the trend of us being in the sexy zombie stage now that sexy vampires are kind of going out. Uh, started okay. with warm bodies mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, Frankenstein's pretty much like a zombie. Mm-hmm. Which is why, gotta get on that mummy bandwagon or whatever the next step is. I like, I like what you think, John. Next! Um, my number three is X-Men. Because it's got, like, all the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, but it's it does. got time travel. It's, it's music and editing by John Ottman. <laughs> uh, he almost team, has your name. Teaming up with Brian Singer coming back to do the X-Men. Just cool. I guess he figured he's such a big failure when he left the X Men franchise. Uh, so he decided to come back. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for Valkyrie. You know, it's always good seeing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I still haven't seen the Wolverine. Uh, maybe I'll rent it some day. Uh, I like the idea of having old Magneto and young Magneto and the same Professor X. I'm not really sure how they're going to handle that. So I think that's why I'm interested. It's just it's it's so intriguing because I I just don't understand how it's going to work. And uh, it's got a lot of people in it I like Peter Dinklage. Yeah, one of the bad guys or the bad guy. And they got some other uh, characters they haven't really done yet, like um, Bishop. I know is finally appearing in an X Men movie. Sean, I feel like you were a fan of Bishop. Big fan of Bishop. He's got cool powers. Yeah. Yeah, Quicksilver. Damn it. Eh, handful. Did you hurt yourself? No, he's. that's how he says Gambit. Oh, okay. <laughs> is, is, is Gambit in it? No, he was already in one. I mean, a real movie. Yeah. Origins. A real yep. movie. Yeah, but you said yeah, you said it had all of them. All the ones worth having. 
Gambit's not worth having? I was, was about him. The one that they came up with. Yeah, right. He was sweet. I'm... What was he like in that movie? He's still fucked up. He was like, like, Isn't James Mars a big enough star to bring suck? John's goner. Yeah. <laughs> He's out. He's in a silent rage. Uh-huh. Talking about James Marsden. <laughs> uh, Sean, you want to unveil your number three? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, it's Inherent Vice. It's the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Because yes. I love Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Yes. Uh, it's, it's got... Joaquin Phoenix playing a detective who is trying to find his uh, ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend who have disappeared. It's like a, you know, L.A. detective noir movie based on a book. It's got Owen Wilson, Josh Brolin. (laughs) What part is being booed? Uh, It's based on a book, I think. That's unacceptable, apparently. <laughs> but if it was a comic book, would it would I get a pass? <laughs> Graphic novel, sure. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Miles Rudolph's in this, so yeah, stoked. Martin Short, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Should be pretty sweet. Because Paul Thomas Anderson makes nothing but good movies. Basically. And he usually takes a while between movies, but uh, this one, uh, it's nice. He's, it's only taken him, what, two years after The Master to come out with another movie? Are you that's saying that's, not, a, that's a bad thing? Should I be concerned? No, I'd say it's a good thing. Get, get, I, I I can't say that any situation of getting another Paul Thomas Anderson movie would be a bad thing. I'm guessing it's probably because, yeah, he adapted a book, so it took him not quite as long to write the script. Or maybe he's had it lying around for a while. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably going to be good. I don't know if John's back. He hasn't said anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. John's John's here to to hear I'm, me I'm talk afraid about... to say things, but go on. Okay. Um... <laughs> Just talk real slow. Uh, so my number three, my number three is Transformers: Age of Extinction. Sweet. Really? This is this low down on your list? There's no way. I would ever see this movie because it means I would have to watch the second and third installments to get caught up. Okay. Although okay. maybe you are not. Kidding yourself? No, there's no continuity. <laughs> yeah. There's probably. no continuity in the movies. Optimus Prime dies and comes back, and they don't even really know why. <laughs> Just random things happen. Megatron <laughs> is decapitated at the end of like all three Transformer movies, and he's still the villain in all of them. Yeah, I, I think I should probably just have Sean explain why this is a movie not to be seen. Uh, first of all, because they're gonna ruin the Dinobots' legacy, which is oh god. Oh god. Not the Dinobots. Not the Dinobots. Um. This one with uh, it was gonna have Jason Statham, right? But then they switched to Mark Wahlberg. 
Am I remembering this correctly? That is correct. Um, Scampion! <laughs> uh, he'll probably say that at some point. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's not even in the script. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Who wrote this? The guy who wrote this has written the past two Transformers movies, so yeah, fuck this. I mean, come on. Um... Kelsey Grammer's in it, though. Stanley Tucci. It's going to continue, the, I guess, the legacy of Transformers having actors I like just being... just hamming it up and kind of being terrible in a terrible movie. Oh, God. They're having fun being terrible. What's the plot about? Let's see. Earth is scarred by the events of the past three movies, but is moving on after all giant robots disappeared said Jaeger, which is Mark Wahlberg, an inventor discovers a buried Transformer, which sets the stage for the return of the rest of the Transformers. Okay, so first of all, I don't remember the Transformers leaving at the end of the third movie, so I don't know what that's about. Um, God. So the, it sounds like the plot's going to be they find the Dinobots, which are Transformers that turn into dinosaurs. Um, which in, in the in the cartoon and the toys they looked like robot dinosaurs, but I'm gonna guess they're in the movie they're gonna look like real dinosaurs. Just to catch it, I guess they're cashing in on Pacific Rim the have giant monsters fight giant robots, but <laughs> they'll be straight up dinosaurs. Uh huh. Um, and I guess it just comes down to that this is a series that's based on toys. Uh, it doesn't delve at all into the, the the stylish history of the action figures and and the TV show, which is, maybe would be fine, but they have no creative ideas about it. And uh, I'm sure Michael Bay has not learned anything as a director to make it more fun to watch and. I'll probably end up seeing it just so I can about it on Halloween. Yeah. You might like to see these movies just so you can write about how bad they are. I'm looking and... at the, the list of Transformers and they say there's, you know, already a Decepticon that transforms into an unknown alternate mode, so I guess they're making up Transformers now. Which uh, seems so bizarre because there have to be 700 million different Transformers to choose from. The only characters that they've invented so far, Transformers-wise, have been just the worst. I mean, they're the racist twins in Transformers 2. I think they invented that. So, I mean, that's... It's a bad precedent. There's nothing... I guess, okay, it's not Shia LaBeouf anymore. It's Mark Wahlberg. That's definitely an upgrade, but... It's too late for this franchise. It's just too late. Okay. Hopefully we've given John enough time for his internet to get good, and he can tell us what his uh, number two is. <laughs> like, we're not going to be mad at you if you try to talk. Just read it. <laughs> we, we can hear that it. sounded good. Yeah, go. I liked what I was going for better. I was going to type...
it all out, like Stephen Hawking does with his eye. Number two is Grand Budapest Hotel. And I talk about it. I wasn't prepared to talk about it. I was prepared to type it. <laughs> you guys still all here? Uh, you are kind of good, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead and type it. All right. Who, who wants to read it? That's got to be Nancy. He's the least involved so far. <laughs> yeah, go for it, Nancy. That's what he's here for. Well, it's got an all-star cast. Some great visual style. <laughs> Undeniably sexy. I mean, it's got Ralph Fiennes. A real knockout. Spelled with no K. <laughs> Reference. That's all, period. So the recap, right, then. cast, visual style, sexiness, knocking out. <laughs> like, this movie, it, it does look like Wes Anderson has finally made it to the point where his actors are just action figures in his playhouse. Like... <laughs> There's no real world at this point. They are all just living in Wes Anderson's playtime. Yeah, but can you think of a better place to live? Maybe not. I, 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 it, it, it looks cool. I'm very excited about this movie. Uh, and maybe we'll hear a little more in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but my number two is Interstellar, which we already talked about. Because it looks cool, and it's Chris Nolan. I I always have fun watching Chris Nolan movies, even ones that I've had problems with, like Dark Knight Rises. Um, should be sweet. Matthew McConaughey, just all over this. Call. Uh, my number two is, uh, fittingly enough, a haunted house two, which um, <laughs> John approves of. And, you know, uh, you would think the stupid spoofing of movies would be over by now. But uh, Marlon Wayans, I think that's the one who's in this. He just just had to keep it going. This isn't our adaptation of uh, Haunted House 2. What do you mean? The Disney movie. Oh, our our fictional adaptation of a of the haunted mansion. The haunted mansion. Haunted mansion two. No, this is a haunted house two. Oh, okay. The sequel to last year's a haunted house, which was paranormal activity, but with black guy jokes, and uh, <laughs> and that was also in addition to scary movie. I want to say six that also came out last year. And I, uh, apparently a haunted house is the one winning this endurance match with the scary movie franchise, which I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> so a trailer. Yeah, as John is, is pointing out to me, it has Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, this hilarious joke in the trailer where he's like, yeah, John's got it covered. It, it makes fun of Mexicans um, yeah. in a bad way. <laughs> no, in a, in a really like if you're Mexican, you're gonna laugh. You're, yeah, you'll relate to it. You're like, oh yeah, that's my like, that's me. That's me. 
<sighs> yeah, there wasn't that much in the trailer. Um, just, yeah, just that dumb Gabriel Iglesias scene and Marlon Wayans uh, screaming stuff. I, I do not look forward to Haunted House 3 being on this list next year. Hopefully it won't happen. Number one, John? John is telling us to guess what his number one is. Noah. <laughs> John's all about the Jesus. Uh, apparently that is incorrect. What else... Uh, bigger than Russell Crowe. The movie is bigger. The star is bigger. I don't know what John means when he types bigger than Russell Crowe. In size. In size. Uh, so what's a movie coming out this year with a very large male in it? Uh, Hercules. <laughs> He could mean fatter, because Russell Crowe's kind of fat now. Maybe, I don't think it's Hercules. <laughs> mm, John's typing. John's typing. It's typing something. It says we're going in the wrong direction. Well. So it's not width, it's height. Really tall actor. <laughs> He's really tall. Who's really, really tall. Oh, John, you killed me. <laughs> I mean, they're probably... I mean, it could be one that Sean mentioned that wasn't on John's list yet. How about... Okay... One that I Was mentioned. Oh, Godzilla? Ooh. Yeah, we got it right. I guess that first. You did? I said I should have. That's all he talks about. Yeah. So not Noah. True. He does talk about the Godzilla a lot. Not Noah. No one is excited for Noah, apparently. I'm excited. Unless it's Sean's number one, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, so John is excited yeah, John, about... John, what's your Wait, wait. One. John I, I know is excited what you're about one. Godzilla because he likes monsters? He, just he says it's a real podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> that one's good enough for me. John, you want to talk about your number one, which of course is Grand Budapest Hotel for dogs? You bet it is. Uh, so let's see. Uh, it's got an all-star cast featuring Ray Fiennes, F. Murray Abraham. Uh, is it a knockout? I gotta go through the whole list. Uh, it's got a great visual style. It's, it's you know Wes Anderson always has a great visual style. Apparently, uh, in this movie, since it takes place over several different time periods, he's actually shooting in different aspect ratios. Which is something I noticed in the trailer, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, Whoa! 
undeniably sexy. Uh, well, no doubt about it. It's got a sourcey Ronan with a giant birthmark on her face. It's got um, Tilda Swinton. She's kind of young. Tilda Swinton in gigantically old lady makeup. Like, she kinda looks old. super old. Maybe yeah. in the mid-200s. Uh, got Jeff Goldblum looking, looking fine. Uh, a real knockout. Well, there's a scene in the trailer where like a bunch of people punch each other in the face and they all get knocked out. So uh, I saw like at least three knockouts there. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, and that's all. Just to uh, clarify, this is what we were talking about earlier, right? Okay, Nancy sent us a link, which is to Noah, a movie starring Tony Danza. And Wallace Shawn. Uh, it's got zoo animals in it. You don't remember that movie? I have no recollection of this movie. It's a TV movie. Well, that's why. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's got a basketball court on the boat, man. They're slam dunking. And the tagline is, he's got 40 days to build a floating zoo, and it's beginning to look like rain. It's a long tagline. Not a great tagline. <laughs> it's, it's a wait, wait. He's, got, he's got 40 days to make it? Apparently. That doesn't sound right. I thought it was 40 days and 40 nights of, of rain that he has to survive. Well, they fit 40 in the movie, so... It's a do, loose adaptation. Do none of these Noah movies actually cover the flood and surviving and restarting civilization? Do they all just end on the flood? They make it work. John says, yep. Yeah. Stupid Evan Almighty ruin it for everybody. Yeah, it's such an influential film on, on other Noah adaptations. All right, Colin, what's your number one? Uh, I bet you guys could guess my number one. Uh, are you going to be playing games with me? I would be very surprised if you could not guess my number one. What does Colin hate the most? It's not the most creative pick, I'm going to admit. Oh, John's coming up with something. <laughs> and he is right. John guessed that Adam Sandler movie. So is this which... the, the one where he goes on the, the bad date? Yeah, that's part of it. He's just taking vacation, man. Yeah, that's the problem. He takes his vacations while filming movies. Uh, I didn't quite understand the plot for this movie. I guess Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore are both divorced parents, and they go on a date, and it's really bad because uh, Drew Barrymore is really bad at eating soup. And then they're like, or Drew Barrymore is like, my boss has got this vacation, but he's not going to go on it, so I think I'm going to take it. And then Adam Sandler's like, well, I better get that vacation too. <laughs> and he makes a phone call, and they both end up in Africa at the same time, taking the same vacation. I don't understand, but... Uh, I had a hard time not rolling my eyeballs all the way back into the deepest 
caverns of my head when a child says, what are you doing here? And then shenanigans ensue. This movie doesn't look as offensively bad as, say, Jack and Jill or even a grown-ups too. It's just so lazy. It looks so... Mm, just bland and uninspired and it looks like everybody in this movie just wanted to go on vacation to Africa because Adam Sandler hadn't been there yet so he's like I'm, I'm gonna cross this one off and make a movie there Terry Crews is in it oh. uh, you know, he looks like he's having a good time uh, John says that he thinks it is racially sensitive and stuff because it's got Africa. And I would argue that I'm sure it's possible it might be the opposite, even though I'm sure they probably tried to make it not racist, but they probably <laughs> accidentally... Why do you just assume it's going to be racist? <laughs> well, you know... I don't assume the people making this movie really know what they're doing. I'm not saying it's going to be purposely. I think, yeah, it's going to be accidentally racist. Like that classic LL Cool J song. John John's posing the question, will it have Rob Schneider in blackface? Well, Rob Schneider is one of those, you know, man of all races. Mm-hmm, because he's like a quarter Filipino or something <laughs> so therefore he's <laughs> he staked a claim to all races yeah it makes sense I wish John was here to talk about this movie <laughs> what is it about uh, the Sandler Barrymore connection that uh, the so sexual chemistry Wait, what was your question, Sean? Because, I mean, they're not still making Tom Hanks' Meg Ryan movies. <laughs> why is it... Why not? Why is it that Sandler and Barrymore keep getting to make movies like this? Well, you know, I mean... I think the two ones that Drew Barrymore is in, they were probably two of the less awful Adam Sandler movies. So maybe that was, they were like, well, maybe this will be not as awful as Grown Ups 2. I thought it, this, when I first saw the trailer, I thought it was like 51 first dates. <laughs> they do go on a date right at the beginning of the trailer. Yeah. And I'm like, what? No. I'm looking at IMDb for Noah. I'm trying to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about Grizzly Russell Crowe. Yeah, he looks fucking savage in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, I guess this is the end of our podcast. (laughs) What we're doing at this point, John can't even talk. Uh, so Nancy, your number one most anticipated movie, Noah, is that what you going to go with? Okay. The world is just the beginning. I feel like that's Sweet. been a tagline before. Oh. It's fucking savage. 
It's going to be like one of the reviews that's on the box. Fucking <laughs> Sean Levy. Like, Top 10 Thursdays. I can tell John's typing something, so I don't want to wrap it up. You might have something really good to say. <laughs> Noah, you know you want to go uh, to the movie? Yep. <laughs> Okay, then. Uh, so this has been Top 10 Thursdays, a podcast that usually has four people, but uh, the last couple of weeks, we just haven't quite made it. Uh, we'll work on that. Um, we'll come up with some exciting new lists to make, because we can't just keep doing lists about years anymore. Um, so that'll be tough. It'll be hard to break the habit. Um, but you can keep, keep your, uh, keep your thing pointed to mildlyplease.com to, to see if we actually review any of these movies. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, write reviews on iTunes, write emails to t3 at mildlyplease.com with, uh, whatevers. Just, like, really harsh, thoroughly written critiques of this podcast would be great. Uh, and otherwise, just... <laughs> We're not good at accepting compliments. <laughs> I would love to get some harsh reviews. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm on the internet, you know? Mm-hmm. For criticism. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you or speak to you. 